Leslie and I have been doing these sermon recap, sermon response podcasts. Um, and so this is going to be our third in the series, I believe. Um, not sure if it's the last one, but we, we didn't actually set an end date on this. So we'll see how, how long we keep going. Um, the sermon we're reviewing today is Awakening Godly Zeal in Gen Z. This is by Kevin Kwan, November 27th. And uh, the passage was Titus 2, 1 to 15. His big idea was that God's grace trains believers to develop a self-control that harnesses zeal and passion towards a life of godliness and good works. All of our sermons are, are available online, um, YouTube and podcast. Just search for FCBC Walnuts. This one is already up. Leslie, we have a couple questions. Um, let's start with the, with the hard one. Okay. <laughs> Where have you found um, the need to exercise self-control? I need to start with that question. I had, I had. Yeah, I told you it's a hard one. <laughs> okay, um, so I, I suppose you're asking this question because one of the main points of the message was to be able to teach and um, exemplify um, self-control, um, mm -hmm. which helps channel uh, godly zeal into good works. Right. Um, you know, this is an aspect I have struggled all my life. Um, I think that self-control uh, means that you you have to really prioritize um, things in the right order, like your needs first, and then you can have fun and have enjoy yourself, enjoy life. Mm. Um, so I think... Uh, you know, it wasn't until I um, got really sick that I really started paying attention to, um, like, self-care. Mm. Um, just uh, the basic physical food and spiritual food. Th those were aspects that are, you know, they're necessities of life. But, you know, I didn't really give a lot of attention to um, proper self-care until I got sick. And then I had to have a... a a strict routine of, you know, taking um, care of myself every day. Mm. Um, so I, I'm just saying those are like the basic things. And I think about um, how <clears throat> as a mom now, uh, routines <laughs> for my kids are really important because they have no clue um, how to take care of themselves. And if we don't set those good habits in place, um, they're probably going to not learn good habits of um, self-care and what's good for them. So for me, mm. it's really the basics. I've struggled all my life. It's even things like it took a whole lifetime for me to learn how to, um, you know, the dentist tells you to floss your teeth. And, and this is a small yeah. one, but even <laughs> the basics to like Bible reading, like I need a mm. lot of discipline to do that so i need i actually need a lot of accountability to read my bible so i hmm. like to join bible studies where i get to actually do homework and talk about it what i'm learning um but those are very important disciplines that that, that god wants us to um engage in because they're good hmm. for us so self-control yeah. is something that i really struggle with another one is when i get emotional I get out of control. So that's, mm. that's another area, but mm. yeah. Man. Well, thanks for being open about all of that stuff, Les. I always appreciate your honesty. You're, you're never scared to be honest with me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, 
So what I found interesting is that you, you said that you, 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 you mentioned self-care. And I don't think that Kevin said self-care. I know. It sounds, like, it sounds like you're equating self-care with self-control. Is it an equating that you're doing? Or is it more like you're, you're pinpointing that self-care can be a type of self-control if it's the right type? There, I'm not... there, there are certain parallels, I think, in okay. um, like the routines that are really necessary for life. Like we mm -hmm, should mm -hmm. be eating and sleeping well. Mm -hmm. and we should be taking care of our body so it can function optimally. So I think yeah. that if you don't have self-control, it can hinder you. And, you know, there's consequences if you neglect self-care, you know, you can become yeah, ill, yeah. you can become tired, yeah. grumpy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really interested in the, the spiritual aspect of self-care that you're talking about. And to me, it sounds like it's the basic stuff, right? The basic stuff of reading your Bible, um, yep. maybe praying, um, yeah. maybe having certain accountability for, um, you know, not just Bible reading, but maybe for different sins too. Is that what you're saying as well? Yes, for sure. Um, Self-control uh, it, it is your ability to control your behavior, your decisions, your actions, your speech, mm. your words, even your emotions. Mm. And a lot of those things trickle. Uh, it reveals like the sin struggles that we have, you know, mm. so it, it's, it's, mm. it's, a lifelong process. I think that's, that's what Kevin had mentioned in his second point. He said it takes patience. It, it is a process mm -hmm. of sanctification. And mm -hmm. um, the Lord is really gentle and patient with us. So we yeah. ought to be that way towards um, the younger generation. Yeah. Um, I want to speak to this issue. And Kevin brought it up in the context of youth and just like scrolling like our phones. But yeah. I don't. I don't think he really had to say it's just youth. I think it's it's across the board <laughs> these days. Um, and so I think uh, that's something, especially since we're doing this on social media, that we should talk about. And it's the tendency for um, us to just you know be mindlessly scrolling. And what it really is, it's it's it is a lack of self control. It's it's it it's is. wasting. It's it's not stewarding time. It's yes. um, not having purpose uh, purposeful. Um, intentionality with our devices. Um, it's energy that should be directed towards God or towards loving others mm -hmm. or, or towards, you know, building our own spiritual muscles up and not just mindless entertainment. Right, now, right. I, I think to be fair, there is a, a, a sense where, yeah, it's, it's good to relax, right? But then, but then you also have to think about, well, how are we relaxing? Are we you know, is, is it true resting in Jesus? Is it yeah. true um, refreshment and fellowship with family and friends? Or is it just, you know, straight up just mindless yeah. entertainment? So <laughs> that's something that I appreciate Kevin for saying. Um, and I just wanted to bring issue to it that I, I don't think it's just youth. You know, I think it's something across the board. Um, yes, and definitely. something that we should be talking about since we're broadcasting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's very tempting, you know. I yeah. mean, everyone's so close to their phones. Mm -hmm. They they can't live a day without it. And that, that scrolling tendency comes out when we're, uh, you know, we want to veg. We want to take it easy. We want to break from focusing on what's in front of us. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's it's a real temptation for uh, myself included. Yeah. Um he was mentioning youth and I do appreciate all of the different youth 
things that Kevin brought into the picture. Um, Les, what were you zealous about in your youth days? <laughs> in your, yeah. in your, when you were younger? Um, yeah, what were you zealous for? What were you passionate about? Um, did you learn any godly zeal from anyone in particular? Uh, well, like I said, I mentioned last time to you that I was uh, really blessed to be able to grow up in um, the, the church setting. Mm. And the church essentially discipled me mm. as a believer. And um, so a lot of that zeal came from imitating the examples that I had. And um, I think some of the things that are, are my, my church was really good at was, like I mentioned again um, last time, um, service and good works. And they were really practical and really um, zealous to serve um, the community. Um, they even had programs that uh, allowed students to serve alongside them. So we did a lot of things with like the U Union Rescue Mission. Um, they trained us to uh, learn how to evangelize and share the main points of the gospel. And I remember those things very vividly because, um, you know, when you're young, you're, you, you have this like hunger to grow and whatever they're throwing at you, you just taking it in. And so I, I, I really appreciated like being young and youthful. Like I was being taught these things yeah. and then it developed, you know, a pattern of learning how to do it and, you know, mature into it. So I don't need examples and I can start doing it on my own. Mm. And another thing that I, I have a really um, fond memory of is just that I was praying a lot. Uh, there were a lot of prayer warriors and intercessors at my old church. And um, we prayed a lot. We had a lot of prayer meetings. We nice. um, fasted on occasions. And I even um, joined the prayer team that was praying every Sunday before service. Nice. And, um, you know, prayer is one of those things. I feel like it's just like, it's a personal fit for me. It's how I like to enjoy God. So I, I really appreciated that. I don't feel like prayer is necessarily like a vibrant ministry everywhere you go. So I, I look back on those days and just think that those are really sweet times for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that prayer is still a priority in your life right now? Oh, yes. I, I'm always down if someone wants to pray that I, I could do that. Like, like someone who loves to study the word, it's like the equivalent of me, like just wanting to pray and be in God's presence. <laughs> so the answer is yes. And mm. I wish more people um, loved it and, and um, was passionate to do it. Um, I mean, the reason why I ask is because I think it's great when you can see that, um, I guess, the the good things that you're zealous about in your youth carry over um, as you as you become an adult. You know, I don't think I'll give you some examples from my life. Okay, so um, I think when I was younger, like I, I I cared more about like the way that music sounded. So I'm talking about like worship music, right? So I'm talking about like that. yeah, yeah. So just like just just the way that it sounds, like just the maybe the performance aspect of it. Um, and while I do you still care about that? Uh, it it kind of changed over time where I became more concerned or more zealous, I guess you could say, about, um, I guess, rightful worship. Um, so mm. more concerned about, about 
I guess the object of worship, God, right. versus right. more like instead of the um, like the musical aspect of it, right? Um, so you know, just like learning more about oh, what is these, what do these lyrics mean? Are we singing the right types of songs? Um, yeah, what does true. what does biblical worship look like? Um, you know, can it be modeled in a modern church setting today? Like that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then I think, I think today I, I still care about that too. Um, but now, like, I guess my attention has shifted more towards, um, less towards like music and, and more towards, um, I guess, teach, preaching and teaching, which is um, kind of, I guess, a different aspect of serving that I'm, that I'm doing right now. Um, so I, that, that's kind of like a zeal trajectory for my life, I guess. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I guess for me, it, it morphed a little bit, but some of it still stays the same. Sometimes the things of our youth remain with us. <laughs> yeah. Was it that, do you think for you, it was um, because of certain models of people that you had, um, you know, seen and been influenced by? I, I think there's different things. I think I think definitely um, all of the different pastors, counselors, mentors, um, worship leaders that I've had in my life. Um, I think I think uh, evangelicalism as a whole, kind of like kind of there there were like different movements in there too. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't I'm I'm not sure what it what it was exactly. I think it was a little bit of all the above. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, obviously people people played um, the most part, and then also I think just um, <laughs> I don't know maturing as a Christian. I don't know maturing as a person, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. Um, God just grows and puts things on your heart, even though um, even though you don't necessarily set out to do it. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think I I don't think I ever set out to become like a preacher or teacher, which is where I'm currently serving, and I just want to play music. Um, but yeah, I find myself doing more preaching and teaching than I am playing music these days. Yeah, well, Aaron, I, let me just take this opportunity to encourage you. Um, like <laughs> I said, we, we don't really talk or cross paths very much. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do see your, your ministries, and I, I know that you are being faithful to the Lord for his call. And I, I'm very encouraged by it that, you know, you're just being faithful and I think it's great that you are um, willing to give things a try. And mm. I, I see that and I'm encouraged by it. Oh, thanks, Liz. Thanks. Yeah, I think um, God takes us different directions in life, you know, and uh, sometimes we can't plan it, but you just have to trust him and <laughs> just say, okay, God, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and whether it works out or not, you just, you just trust and obey, right? <laughs> yeah, you will get the glory for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing for you too, Les. I mean, we've talked about it before, right? The whole social mini media ministry, uh, Walnut Woman, it's all yeah. new territory. So yeah. thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for journeying together with me in, in social media. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. People don't know this, but like Aaron is my go-to person to ask because he's our social media officer. Yeah, so I yeah. consulted Aaron for everything related to the ministry. So yeah. he was the background voice behind our discussion. Oh. Oh, thanks, Laz. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of live and learn, and you're doing great. Yeah, you're doing great. Thanks for hopping on this, um, Les. So I want to ask you how you see your kids following your example. Um, do they copy you in terms of what you're 
zealous about. Um, and then yeah. also, how, how does this translate into the broader church of the younger generation following the example of the older generation? Do you see parallels? Do you see, um, I don't know, how family, family ministry impacts the bigger church? Uh, uh, the, the short answer is yes. And there is, it's not just black and white. Um, I think the, the life stage of our kids has certain characteristics where, um, like in the very early years, there's very obvious imitations when they start, you know, coming out and following your physical moves, right? Babies mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think for, um, uh, my relationship with my kids, <clears throat> the one thing that I really, uh, wonder about is how long can I stay connected to them before they start deciding that I'm not cool anymore? <laughs> you know, because can we kind of see the pattern where mm. um, parents start to, you know, build tension and there's differences and misunderstandings. And I just wonder, like, where along the path of life does that happen? And is there any way to preserve that those connections with our own kids. So um, this is a really important area for me to stay connected to them. That's, yeah. That plays partial into the role for why I desire to um, homeschool them. Like I just wanna maximize my time. And you know, um, with all that, this time that we're spending together in the house, we develop our own routines and our pace and our rhythm and I get to put in or take out things that you know are important to us and that we want them to learn and I think right now they they may not follow our example quite yet because I think they're still learning I think the relationship yeah. is very much like we're telling you everything we're giving you commands and you as a child need to learn obedience and you need to learn how to listen to our voice and follow through yeah. and, but that's kind of like where we're at. So I don't know um, how much they're really going to follow in our footsteps later on in life. I, I don't sure. know the answer to, sure. but I, I do see some bad examples that come out in <laughs> terms of like our speech patterns, the mm. way we respond to things, our temperament, mm. our word choices. Uh, yeah. We begin to see those things in their character and actions. And then we, we're humbled and realize, oh, we're, we're exposing them to, you know, some bad habits. Yeah. Um, so I think right now we're still uh, very much in that we're hoping to invest. I think the way this plays out in the church is it's like it, you'll see it over time. Mm. Um, it takes years to see like how, what your investment, how it will pay off or what they take from it and what they want to keep and what they want to reject. Yeah, And um, our hope is that when they look back on their childhood and this time that we have together as a family, they'll remember like these routines that we've established and traditions that we try to honor throughout the year to show the importance of things. Um, actually, this is something that um, our children's director, Katie, had mentioned when I was a new mom. She said, traditions are important for kids because when they're young, they're not going to remember what you tell them as much as things that you did together as a family. Mm. And then when they go back on those memories, then they'll remember what you did them for. But if mm. you just kind of tell them important truths, but there's no 
action. There's no memories, no traditions. Like it'll, it'll be more easily forgotten. So traditions and routines right now, we're trying to establish those. Yeah. Wow. That's no, that's great. That's great. Um, If I can just kind of jump on what you're saying. um, Yeah. Like it's not enough just to like, to have, well, I don't know if it's, if it's right to say this, the truth needs to exist in, in context of like, church life right and so yeah um yeah you're talking about like years of building memories but also just sunday after sunday just yeah that's part of it yeah 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 and and you also mentioned um with your kids it happens in a relational context which i think is is even true in the church now yes you can just attend right and you can just kind of observe what's going on but if you really want to know, and if you really want to know why and how, or, you know, have a personal investment in it, um, the relational aspect is huge, I think. Right, right. You know, yeah, I, I think church is, is supposed to be that relational aspect of it, right? It's not just like you attend, but it's belonging to the body as a whole and interacting right, right, and, and relating right. to everybody in that way. Um, Jesus, of course, being the head. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, no, yeah, I think all those things that you said are, are great examples of, of how, how it works out. Um, Les, where do you fit in the church right now? We've talked about this before a little bit. You said you're, on, you're a millennial. Is that, is that, <laughs> did you, reveal okay. your, you revealed your age in another, in another episode. I did not reveal my exact age, but I alluded to yeah. the, you can, you can pluck me out. Yeah. I had to do some homework on this because I don't, I, I wasn't really informed about the actual living generations. Oh, sure, and sure, I sure. think like the main ones um, that we have in our church are, you know, the boomers. Yeah. Um, and then un- right under them are the Gen Xers. And then there's Generation Y, which is the millennials. And then there's Generation Z, which Kevin talked about. And then the generation after them is like the post-Gen Z. Um, And there's there's older ones, but we don't have that population in our church as much. Anyone over 75, that Mm -hmm. I think those are the the other generations that we don't have a high number in there. Well, it'd be, um, so, it'd be elderly fellowship. I don't know it, anything about elderly fellowship, the elderly, but it would be elderly yes, fellowship. Yes. I think they meet on Thursdays. Yes, but in the English, we don't have like, the, a high right. population. Right, right, uh, right. Well, first, I wanted to say that this whole idea of generations is a really uh, big, important aspect of, you know, this church, this local church that we get to see, we, we get to be a part of it. Yeah. And I absolutely, I, I can't stress how important it is that we yeah. have like boomers and Gen Xers and millennials and Gen Zs. And we have baby booms um, mm. right now mm. um, because it just reminds us like God is a God of like faithfulness from one generation to the next. And it also reminds me of the important duty each generation has to pass on that baton of faith to the generation behind them. And so there's just a lot of weight. And uh, you were at service this past Sunday. I was, yes, yeah. It it was a powerful time, that prayer time at the end, Mm. where, you know, we had extra time and there was just that time of blessing one another. One from one generation to the next, and those are such like beautiful pictures. Like, 
of the God that we worship. And he's not just a mm. God stuck in our time zone. Like he has mm. exceeded our culture and our characteristics. And it's a, it's just a really beautiful picture to see his faithfulness and his truth. So with that said, um, both Daring and I, we have felt like we are bridge builders between the boomers and the Gen Xers to the millennials and and the Gen Zs. But, you know, I, I don't really, um, that generation is really foreign to me because they're young. I don't have a lot of access to them. And um, yeah, I am at the very front of the millennials. That, yeah. That's to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I, I, I'm glad that you, that you stuck around, Les. Um, I think uh, your generation, my generation, you know, whatever is in between. Um, there was a time period where there was like no, not a lot of people stuck around, you know? And I think right now um, it's, it's, uh, it's what we paid for, you know, it's what we hoped for. And so I'm, I'm really yeah. happy about that. Yeah. I mean, obviously things can change. Right. But um, I think the, I think from the days when you were serving and I was, and I was serving together um, in youth ministry, this is the stuff we hoped for, right? That, that yep. there would be a, a strong, um, like, I guess, young, younger generation, uh, family, young, young families. Um, yeah. College age people, even, you know, yeah. like if this was, this did not exist. And so I'm really thankful for, for people like you who stuck around and then also for the, the faithful um, pastors and, um, and uh, lay people who served as counselors um, and everything else to, to help, uh, during those times, um, where I fit in with the younger generation is I don't I don't I don't definitely don't fit in, but um, I currently um, preach and teach in youth ministry, and then music wise, people always come in and out of music, or I find ways to <laughs> to to be in in their lives. I guess um, what encourages me about Gen Z um, are are several things. Um, but I guess what's fitting to say here on this platform is that um, I know that they live online, right? Or it's not even living online. It's just, it's just a part of life. And so whenever you see um, talk about God or Christianity or Bible verses on somebody's profile, like to me, that's just encouraging because people don't want to relate to Christianity these days, right? So just to put it out there, that mm -hmm. you have some sort of belief in God or you belong to some sort of church um, or even like if you would post something about your faith, that that's always super encouraging to me. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we've had um, the lettering ministry at our church for, for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, when people make art and they post it online and, um, you know, sometimes it revolves around their faith or around God's word, that's mm -hmm. always super encouraging to me just to see um, public proclamation of, of God and the gospel and, yeah, and his word sure. out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also um, there is still value in coming to church in, in showing up. Right. Um, I mean, this current generation is the generation that lived through the pandemic. You know, they were, they're the ones that went to class online uh, for, with, with zoom school and everything. And so um, just the fact that they, that they're willing to come back to church they're trying to get back into the, the, the feel of things. 
um, Kevin talked about singing, which of course I'm, I'm going to hype, right? Which is like, yeah, you can't get rid of singing. Um, and so just to see a push for that again and to try to have some sort of like little revival in there is, is encouraging to me. And I, I think that's where I've seen, um, where, I've, where I've been encouraged by the younger generation is that um, they care about these things, you know, and they, they do want to try to reach out to others. Uh, that's always uh, encouraging to me. Yeah, uh, so a bunch of different things. Um, but yeah, I, I've been encouraged by them. Anything that, that comes to your mind? Um, you know, with that, that particular generation, the Generation Z, I, I, I do agree that they are so um, part of their language more than social interactions is like online interactions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think that I don't know if this is an aspect of just being youthful, or if this is a characteristic um, particular to them. But sure. I, I do see that they are very bold and courageous like how you mentioned about their faith um it, it is a thing now to be posting or to be publicly proclaiming truths or to be associating to jesus christ mm -hmm. and um i think i think what's been said in our pulpit is that they are the generation that's oh sorry um they're going to be lights to um, those in their lives. You know, like when we were in school, um, we, we could be hidden. We could have been a Christian and nobody really knew about it because they didn't care. Mm -hmm. But to be a Christian now, like, you're automatically a light because you're standing up for truths that are really unpopular. I think that's what encourages me. Um, when I hear that they are zealous to do, you know, um, campus ministries, mm -hmm. um, they want to evangelize to their friends or even bring them to church. Those are really encouraging things and mm -hmm. such a different time that we live in that they're facing. For us, we would have considered them hardships, but maybe because they, they're part of that culture, they, they're, mm -hmm. it's how God is calling them. So I think we may not be able to understand those younger generations, but God is raising up a new generation. I think that's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great place to, to end, Les. Thanks for sharing your heart. Um, and, I, and yeah, I think, I think I can speak for both of us. We're definitely thankful for the generations that have come before us. This is something that I think is really important that, that you and I talk about is that um, we're not the first ones to do this, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Faith, faithful men and women, not just pastors, but, but um, you know, just church members, you know, um, and that's, that's part of the big reason why FCBC Walnut is here. And then, um, of course, our, our generations and the ones uh, underneath us. You know, what's crazy is that this Gen Z is going to be like our kids' counselors. <laughs> so exactly. That's, that, that, that's we got, why <laughs> we need them. <laughs> yeah, we got, some, we got some investment in this, Les. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Thanks, Les, for taking the – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also why I like learning these technology tools because this is mm. like, this is their language, you know? Sure. I wouldn't have ever gotten an Instagram account if I wasn't mindful <laughs> of the generation behind me. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, Liz. This is, um, <laughs> this is a fun times for sure. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing it, Liz. Um, right. I guess we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk soon.
Thanks, Aaron. Good night. Bye. Bye.